Hey everybody, this is Pastor Cor Chavis. Thank you so much for checking us out today at Truth Chapel's podcast. If this word has blessed your spirit or encouraged you, take a moment and leave us a quick review. Also, check us out at truth-chapel.com or any of our social media outlets, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. God bless, and I pray you enjoy. scripture and then I'll have you be seated today. Isaiah chapter 53 beginning in verse 1. When you have it, just say amen. Who hath believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Whom hath believed our report and to whom is the arm of of the Lord revealed. Amen. May God bless blessing to the word today that you may be seated in his presence. I will reference a little bit of my message today just just for a just for a, a few moments and uh, but I want to point some things out today in the Old Testament. Um, I know this is uh, Resurrection Sunday, Easter as we call it, and um, there's so many types and shadows in your Bible of, of this moment, um, but today in my, in my sermon at, in our 11 o'clock worship service, I realized today that I'm not going to be able to get through everything I want to say, so I'm going to say some things this morning that I would have said today in my message uh, because it is Easter Sunday and I don't want I, I don't want to preach for an hour today. So I'm going to I'm going to say a few things this morning that I probably would have said in my um, message today. Um, just kind of too much uh, on uh, days like today, a big Sunday in Easter or uh, a Christmas or a vision Sunday, I know these days are coming so far in advance that as I study, I get too much stuff. And I'm like, I can't preach all this. Someone would be mad. They would leave the church because if I preach an hour and a half and got all this it's in me, out of me. Um, so today I'm going to try to put a little bit on the front side. There, There is a, a place in the book of Luke, I will reference it today in my in my message there's a place in the book of Luke, near the end of the book of Luke, where uh, Luke is giving a report of what happened after the resurrection of Jesus. And in, in Luke's report, he mentions the two disciples whom we have no name for them. He mentions the two disciples whom Jesus walked with on the road to Galilee after his resurrection. And as they walked with him, they talked with him. And as, as they were talking with him, he, he asked them, he said, why, why don't you recognize who, who I am? And he says to, to these disciples, he says, 
Moses and the prophets, he said Moses and all the prophets, not some of the prophets. He said Moses and all the prophets spoke concerning me. And then the Bible says that Jesus would sit with them and he would tell them, he, he would start with Moses and the prophets and he would talk to these two disciples at length. And the Bible says he spoke concerning himself. Jesus displayed for them in scripture every point in which he was pointed to. He gave them the report of who he was. And there's many places in your Old Testament where Jesus, where the, the, the Old Testament writers pointed to the Messiah and gave specific description of who he was, what he would do, even what he would even look like. And I'll, I'll show you some of that today as, as we go through this. But there's, we, we read in Isaiah chapter 53, this is one of the, the most, one of the clearest um, prophetic voices that will speak of Jesus. And this is, uh, Isaiah will prophesy unto us, a, a son is born, unto us a child is given. And, and, and that's the scriptures that we read around Christmas time. And it talks about uh, Jesus' birth and his, his we, we, we read that around the Christmas season. But Isaiah 53 is more of an Easter season. And just let me read for today. If you would, I would love for you to turn there with me and, and read along with me. Uh, but I felt today just, just to do some reading uh, because I believe that as you read the scriptures that it comes alive to you when you're thinking of it in the context in which Isaiah is writing it. Isaiah is writing about a report. He says, who hath believed our report? Who, who believes what we're writing here? Who believes what we're saying? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed, the power of the Lord? Who will see the power of the Lord? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form, no comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He's talking about Jesus. He, he describes Jesus as the arm of the Lord, the power of God. That Jesus is the power, the, the manifested, demonstrable power of God. And he begins to talk about him, that he will grow up as a tender plant, as a root out of a dry ground, and he will have no, no form of comeliness. And when we shall see him, uh, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Jesus was not handsome. By his time, his, his culture, the culture that he walked in, he, he was not handsome to the eye. He, he, he drew no attention to himself. I know that uh, you know we you know we see the uh, the cover girl Jesus on a lot of pictures you know uh, real pasty white rosy cheeks blue eyes and long blonde hair. Um, that's not what Jesus looked like. He was not handsome. He was the prophet said when we look at him, th there would be no desire for him. He would not be desirable to look upon. He said he is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows 
and acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs. He bore your griefs. Your griefs are upon him. And he carried our sorrows. He carried your grief. He carried your sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. This is what he did for us on the cross. I spoke of this a couple Sundays ago when Jesus was on the cross, when he was um, receiving all of the abuse that he would receive. This is why. Because he was bearing our griefs, carrying our sorrows, smitten and afflicted, wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace, was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, and we have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He said, we've all walked away from God. We've, we, we've all had moments where just like sheep, we've gone astray, and we've turned to our own ways. But the Lord laid that on him. He held those iniquities. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he, he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living for the transgression of my people. He was stricken. Was he stricken? And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. With the wicked and the rich. Who, did, who, is the only, who are the only people in the Bible that Jesus called wicked? There's only one group of people in your entire New Testament that Jesus looked at him and said, you are a wicked generation. That was the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And we know that a Pharisee by the name of Joseph of Arimathea buried him in his own grave. And the Bible is clear in telling us that Joseph was rich. So he made his grave with the wicked and the rich in his death. Because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. Bruise him. Somebody say bruise. Where do we see that word again, bruise? We see it in Genesis chapter 3 when as, as God is handing out punishments for what Adam and Eve have done, he says the seed of the woman is going to crush your head and when he crushes your head, he will bruise his heel. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. Yet thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. We shall see the travail of his soul. And shall be satisfied by his knowledge. Shall my righteous servant justify many. 
for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. He made intercession for us. He was interceding. He stood in the middle. He filled in the gap. It's no, it's, it's no coincidence that he was crucified between two thieves because he fills in the middle. He intercedes. He comes in the gap. He poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors so he could bear the sin of many by filling in the gap, by interceding for the transgressor. That's Isaiah chapter 53. A lot of times when we're reading this and we're, we're understanding that this is speaking of Jesus and his crucifixion, we stop at the end of 53 because for us, we think this is the, the, the culmination of the concept. Uh, however, um, I want to add in 54 for you because when, when, when the prophet is telling us that this is what is going to happen to Jesus, he starts the next chapter. Of course, he's not writing in chapters. He's just writing. You know that, right? He's not, he's not breaking his book up by chapters. He's just writing what the Lord is speaking to him. So when he finishes telling about what happens with Jesus, he continues on and he says, Sing, O barren, thou that didst not bear, break forth into singing and cry aloud, thou that didst not travail with child, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. Because he ends with an intercession for the transgressor. Now he speaks to the transgressor and he tells us to sing. Sing even though you have not a promise. Sing even though it looks like you are barren. Sing even though you have no children. He said, enlarge the place of thy tent, verse 2, and let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitation. Spare not, lengthen thy cords and strengthen thy stakes, for thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited fear not for thou shalt not be ashamed neither be thou confounded for thou shalt not be put to shame for thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth and shalt not remember the reproach of thy widowhood anymore for thy maker is thine husband and the Lord of hosts is his name ah Isaiah is not ending his conversation about Jesus with just his crucifixion. He's bringing in the concept of the resurrection. Are you hearing me? Isaiah is not ending 53 with just his, his death, but he comes in 54 and he tells us the excitement of the next step because he is risen, because he's alive, because he lives forevermore. We can stretch forth the curtains of our habitation we are more than we think we are. We are greater than we think we are. If you're sitting in this room today and you look at your life and you think, I have no promise, I have no offspring, uh, my, my past is rough, look what happened to me in my youth. Chapter 54 is for you because he tells you, you don't, you don't have any children and I'm, just, I'm not really speaking necessarily of 
physical children, even though for some of you that is an issue. But I'm not talking about just that, but I'm talking about a hope, a promise, something next. Is, is my life worth living? Is God doing something for me? Is there a next step for me? He tells you to stretch forth your, 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 the, the place of your habitation to, to, to get ready for the miracle, to get ready because he lives. He told you to don't be ashamed. Don't be confounded. He said, for thou shalt not be put to shame. You shall forget the shame of your youth, your past, and you will remember, you will not remember anymore the reproach of thy widowhood anymore. For your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. And thy redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the God of the whole earth shall he be called. He's still talking about Jesus. He's still talking about Jesus. He is the God of the whole earth shall he be called. For the Lord hath called thee as a woman forsaken and grieved in spirit and a wife of youth when thou was refused, saith thy God, for a small moment have I forsaken thee. But with great mercies will I gather thee. In a little wrath I hid my face from thee for a moment. But with everlasting kindness will I have mercy on thee, saith the Lord thy Redeemer. For this is as the waters of Noah unto me. I see this as like Noah. For as I have sworn that the waters of Noah should no more go over the earth, so have I sworn that I would not be wrath or wrath against thee, nor rebuke thee. For the mountains shall depart, and the hills be removed. But my kindness shall not depart from thee, neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, saith the Lord, that have mercy on thee. O thou afflicted, tossed with the tempest, and not conformed or not confronted, behold, I will lay thy stones with fair colors, and lay thy fountains, thy foundations with sapphires. Uh, what has, what has uh, fair stones with fair colors and foundations with sapphires? Heaven. He said, I'll, what's what he says here? I will make thy windows like gates and I'll make your gates like carbuncles and all thy borders of pleasant stones and all thy children shall be taught of the Lord. And great shall be the peace of thy children. In righteousness shall thou be established. Thou shalt be far from oppression. For thou shalt not fear. And from terror. For it shall not come near thee. Behold, they shall surely gather together. But not by me. Whosoever shall gather together against thee shall fall for thy sake. Behold, I have created the smith that bloweth the coals in the fire. And bringeth forth an instrument for his work. And I have created the waster to destroy. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. He said, I created the smith that blows the coal and pulls the weapon from the fire. I created the guy who can do that. And I'm telling you that there is no weapon that can come out of that fire that will prosper against you. Let me read it for you one more time. I have created the smith that blows the coal and brings forth that instrument. I created him. And so I'm telling you that there is no way he can make a weapon that would be formed against thee and let it prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. 
and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. This is the heritage of the children of the Lord. This is your heritage. Why? Because he died. Why? Why is this my heritage? Because he died. Why am I his child? Because he died, and when he died, the veil was torn. And now Jews and Gentiles and everybody who shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I'm grafted in. I've been adopted in. Yes, I've been adopted in because his spirit, the Bible tells us, is the spirit of adoption. And he came and redeemed us that we might receive the adoption of sons. And so I'm his child. And because I'm his child, he's letting me know that there is no weapon that can be formed. I created the smith. I know all the tricks of his trade. I created the smith. I know every weapon and every instrument that he can pull out of that he can form. He formed it. He thought he was going to get you. He thought he was going to cast you out. He thought he was going to ruin your life. He thought he was going to end your ministry. He thought he was going to steal your anointing. He thought he was going to derail your destiny. He thought he was going to have everything he could have. He formed it all, but no weapon formed shall prosper because Jesus died and rose again. He did. And if you read 53, speaking of the death of Jesus, then you read 54, speaking of the heritage, the children of God, the promises that we have, that he will take our windows and he'll make our windows look like gates. And he'll take our gates, he'll make our gates look like carbuncles. <laughs> that brings a whole new meaning to he opened up the windows of heaven. Yeah. My, my window ain't a submarine window. It's a, my windows look like gates. You can climb through my windows. And then he calls to those that are far off in Isaiah 55 when he says, Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat. You ain't got no money, that's fine. You got a bad past, that's fine. Let everyone that thirsteth come. The only requirement to come is that you're thirsty. Who? The only requirement, the, the, the thing that gets you in is if you're thirsty. Blessed is he who thirsts for righteousness, for he shall be filled. You don't have to have no money. You can come. Buy and eat. How can I buy if I have no money? He that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. You know why you can buy it? Because it ain't for sale. It's a gift. You can buy it because it's not for sale. There's no money, no price. There's no price tag on it. The price has already been paid, can't be paid by you. He paid the price in Isaiah 53. That's when he was paying the price. Now you can come with no money in your pocket, no pedigree, no background, no education. The price has already been, Jesus paid it all. It's been paid. 
so you can come with no money and you can buy because there's no price. You can come and you can have everything that he has for you and it won't cost you a dime. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which is satisfied not? You, you spend money on bread and, and your labor. That said, you, you, you can't labor for this. It's already been paid for. Yeah. You spend money on bread that someone had to work for and had, had to bake and had to knead and had to meet. But, but, but when you, this is stuff that's already been paid for. Hearken diligently unto me and eat ye that which is good and let your soul delight itself in fatness. You can have all of it you want. Get fat on it. Woo! It's the only time you're going to count your calories. He said, I want you to come and I want you to eat. Don't worry about it. It ain't like you're buying bread. You're not buying labor. It's already been paid. You can eat that which is good and you can just, you can just love it and you can let your soul just delight itself in the fatness. You know how you do it? You incline your ear, verse 3, and come unto me. Here and your soul shall live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. He's talking about that Holy Ghost. He said, I'm, I make a new covenant with you. The Holy Ghost, this signifying, read it in the book of Hebrews chapter 9 and chapter 10. The Holy Ghost, this signifying, the new covenant. He said, I'm going to make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Behold, I have given him for a witness to the people, a leader and commander to the people. Behold, thou shalt cut a nation. Thou shalt call a nation that thou knowest not, and nations that knew not thee shall run unto thee because of the Lord thy God. There's nations coming, Israel. Behold, thou shalt call a nation, and, thou, that, and that nation doesn't know, and nations that knew not thee shall run unto thee because of the Lord thy God. There's nations coming that ain't a part of this nation right now. Come, whomsoever will. There is no Jew, there is no Greek, there is no bond, there is no free. There is no male, there is no female. For we are all a one faith, one Lord, one baptism. There's nations coming. Because I died and because I got up, there's nations coming. Oh, hallelujah. You can't, you can't stop reading it, Isaiah 53. It's all part of it. He said, because the Lord thy God and for the Holy One of Israel, for he hath glorified thee, seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way. You need to forsake your way, wicked man, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord. He will have mercy on him to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Oh, aren't you so glad that he don't think like us? Aren't you so glad he don't act like us? Aren't you so glad he's not fair, but he's just? Aren't you so glad that because he came and because he was bruised and because he was wounded and because he rose again, the unrighteous can come and the unfaithful can come and the unqualified can come. And he said, I will, I will pardon him abundantly. 
I'll pardon him abundantly. You know why? Because I don't think like you think, and I don't act like you act. For As far as the heavens are from the earth, as far as it is from here to there, that's how much higher I think. That's how much greater I think. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not nither, but the water, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bud that it may have seed, give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word that go forth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void. The rain falls and the snow falls. It don't, it don't shoot back up. No, it lays. And it, it waters the seed in the ground. He said, that's like my word. As it comes out of my mouth, it will not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. For ye shall go out with joy, thank God for it, and be led forth with peace, thank God for it. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Oh, yeah. When you're standing on the mountain range and you hear the wind blowing through the mountains and it's, ooh. <laughs> now, that ain't just the wind tunnel, baby. The mountains are singing. And when you hear the trees rustling and the leaves, that's just, they're clapping. You know why they're clapping their hands? They're clapping their hands because the Lord of hosts has come and set his children free. You know why? You know why the mountains sing? Because he bled and he died. You know why the trees clap? Oh, you ought not let a mountain outdo you today. You ought not let a tree outdo you today. Clap your hands, all you people. And sing unto him because his mercies endureth forever. He didn't have to, but he did. He didn't have to save me, but he did. He didn't have to redeem me, but he did. Hey! He gave me water and he gave me bread. Without price, I didn't have to pay for it. I didn't have to give it without price. I couldn't have bought it if I wanted to. Uh. Remain standing, I'm almost finished. Instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree. Whew. He said instead of the thorns, instead of the thorns coming out. See, because that's what I told him. That's what I told him in the old covenant. That's what I told him in the past. That's what I told him in Genesis when he messed up. I said, look, because of your sin, Adam, because of your sin, because of your disregard, for my word, Adam, now, now the earth is going to bring forth thorns. And you're going to work day and night by the sweat of your brow. And as hard as you work, that's how many more thorns are going to be produced. He said, but after I die, after the, 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 the stripes on my back, after I come out of that grave, after that, where the, third, where the thorn would come up, I'm going to let a fir tree come up. Listen, and instead of the briar, the myrtle tree, and it shall be to the Lord for a name. A name. For he hath given him a name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus... Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. For there's no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. It shall be for a name 
and it shall be for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. I'll give you beauty for your ashes. I'll give you fir trees for your thorns. I'll give you myrtle trees for your briars. And you shall call upon his name. It's the name of the Lord. Mm. It's the name of the Lord. It's the name of the Lord. So the next time you're reading Isaiah and you read that transgressions, wounded, don't stop there. It didn't stop there. It didn't stop with the beatings. It didn't stop with the, the wounds. No, 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 no. There was a great getting up morning. There was a, there was a barren people who made their tents larger. And there was those who had no money. Nations who had no bloodline who were able to come and buy. Because this bread has no price. Hey, this word ain't costing you a dime. You don't, you, you don't have to have a background. You don't have to have a pedigree. All you have to have is thirst. Do you want him today? That's why he said, oh, taste and see that the Lord, he is good. <laughs> you don't have to have no money for this one. You don't have to have no background, no pedigree. All you have to be is thirsty. Who's thirsty today? Would you, one more time, would you lift your voice with me across this room? Lord, I thank you for your word today. Whoo, I feel the Holy Ghost here right now so strongly, Lord. Your word is right. Your messages have already been written. Your word has already confounded the wise. Your word has already brought healing and hope and peace. Already today, even in Bible study, Lord, we're already seeing what you are and what you can do and what you've already done. We see that this water, this bread has no price because it's already been paid for. And Lord, we thank you for what we feel in this house today. And Lord, we seek you while you can be found. And we call on you while you are near. And we know that you hear our prayer today. In Jesus' name. I pray this word was an encouragement to you today. Thank you again for tuning in to Truth Chapel's podcast. If you have not yet, please take a moment and leave us a quick review. God bless and have a great rest of your day.